everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. Thank you for tuning in. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. And it's more kind of our thanks and gratitude to the media in Alberta for their participation in what we do and about their fun in riding and how they use their position to promote riding in different ways. With me today is Terry Evans from K97 in Edmonton and Reaper from CJ in Calgary. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Hello there, Leanne. Thank you very much for having us. And hello, Reaper. Good to see you. You too, Bunny. Hello, Leanne. And yeah, this will be fun for sure. You guys know each other, right? We met I believe probably we've, we've, years ago, years yeah. and years ago. But uh, And it probably involved beer or a rock show or something like that. So, <laughs> so you don't remember, really? <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> So, Terry, I'm going to start with you. How long have you been riding and what got you into it? Uh, well, I, I bought my very first motorcycle. Uh, it's a, an 09 Harley-Davidson Road Glide. I thought I, I had never had any experience riding a motorcycle before, so I thought I'd just buy the heaviest one I could find and uh, start from there learn that's what i learned on that's what i ride today it's this still the same bike i've got and it's uh, one of those things where i i got it in 2009 and I, I i think i bought it 10 years too late based on the amount of fun that i i have on it and uh, the amount of adventures that i'm able to find for myself so so you just thought it was something fun to pick up and try well it was it, I, I had never really been that kid, you know, I, I, I wasn't a motocross kid. I never, uh, I mean, my cousin had uh, motorbikes in, in the town uh, on the other side of the Selmo Creston Summit when I, I was growing up in Creston. He had the Arctic Cat mini bike and snowmobiles and he, he was growing up in small town Weimar, BC. So every time we went over and visited my cousin, I'd, you know, plow a snowmobile into a tree well or drive a, a mini bike into the side of a shed or something like that and think well that's enough of that and I'd go back to Creston and just carry on with my sports and whatnot but I was never really a motorcycle kid I uh, you know I wasn't like Sean Burke who uh, or or a lot of other guys and I, Reaper, I don't know about you if you grew up in the motorcycle community or, or have an experience with that as a you know before you got your driver's license but it just wasn't a thing for me I just thought well I, I think it's time to get a motorcycle. And it's awesome. And we'll get into what you do with that in a little bit. But yeah, let's throw it to Reaper. What about you, your history with motorcycles? What got you into it and what are you riding? It's uh, it's kind of weird that it, uh, Terry's uh, story is mirrored to mine because I did the exact same thing. Um, never grew up uh, around motorbikes. My dad, I think, rode a motorbike in Scotland, rode an old Norton um, but I was, uh, sporadically on dirt bikes and yeah, I don't know if it was a midlife kind of thing or it was, Hey, you know what? I need something else to do, uh, during the summer months. And, um, a couple of my buddies rode and I went, well, you go big or you go home. And I bought a 2016 Indian dark horse. And, um, just like Terry was saying, buy the heaviest bike you can find. 
And uh, actually, that's not true. I started out on a scout, uh, Indian scout, and I had that for one season and I loved the bike, but I realized there was limitations to it. I wanted to do big road trips and work myself up to that, get confidence level, get skill level up to snuff. And uh, yeah, that was basically it. It's just like, yeah, let's, you know, I've always wanted to hit the highway on a motorbike. And uh, just like Terry said, I wish I was doing this when I was 20 something instead of, you know, 95 like I am right now. <laughs> 95. It's interesting because I honestly thought you were riding a lot longer than that. But just for our listeners, buying the absolute heaviest bike right out of the gate, not necessarily something that works for everyone. <laughs> Terry's super tall. Uh, Reaper has, you know, some strength behind him. So maybe consider your options before you go heaviest in there. Now, well, both- that was that was the thing too. With, with, as far, I, I mean, I looked at smaller bikes, thinking that because of my my skill level and my experience, I would go with something a little smaller. But uh, every time I I jumped on one, it looked more like I had a motorcycle sticking out of my ass rather than I was riding a motorcycle. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're like 6'4". I feel when when all you media guys up here in Edmonton are together and I'm around you, I need a step stool. It's, uh, it's crazy. Now, K97 and CJ have both been, well, both you guys have been pretty involved with us from the get-go. Um, you both did a PSA with us. Terry, you were one of the first people Marty and I sat down with up here. Um Raper, I'll start with you on this one. How do you feel your role with AMSS is important, or like how do you how do you see that partnership with us as a rider? Um, I guess there's a lot of facets to it, and especially when I'm on the air now and I'm doing uh, traffic reports, and it's not um, it's not necessary. Nobody asks me to do it, but it's always in the back of my mind where I go. You know, I'll say, you know, you do your sponsorship tag that we all have to do. And I always say, hey, dust off that shoulder check because the bikes are out. And and every one of us knows we've all been cut off. We've all been missed at an intersection. We uh, Getting involved with you guys was just a natural thing. And especially with the amount of accidents and casualties we have every year. Uh, yeah, I think it's important. And if we could be on the air and just, even if you're just reminding people that the motorbikes are out there, um, if that stops one accident, then perfect, right? And I've had, uh, you know, not many, but people text back and go, you always talk about the motorbikes. You know, there's a bunch of idiots on motorbikes. and They cut us off. I go, I understand that, but I'm just trying to get the message out. Just use your head is on a swivel you got to turn your head you can't just expect your car and your all your mitigation systems to automatically know there's a motorbike there or a car or a kid crossing the street like you everybody has to wake up right so yeah i think it's really important that we get the message out there and you guys are doing a great job well and you help us out a lot down there in calgary just as much as terry does up in edmonton um we have had the pleasure to sit down a few times on on the morning show on K97 with you, Terry, that partnership, like I said, we, Marty and I sat down with you out at Blackjacks and kind of pitched this to you and you were all in. Why was that? I think, I think it goes back to the way that I got into motorcycling uh, and becoming an enthusiast. Uh, And it's the fact that I, I did it, you know, basically as a noob and 
the fact that it, it was an education process for me from the beginning and continues to be. And in order to pass that information along to people who are thinking about maybe becoming, you know, motorcycle owners uh, at, at whatever age they are, whether it's, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, because that's, you know, it happens, it can happen at any time. Having a, a little bit of a, a voice, a, a relatable voice to give people a little uh, peace of mind, uh, e ease their minds about motorcycle ownership, and also provide them with information that they need to be aware of uh, before they take that step. You know, they're, they're, it, it, it's a dangerous thing, it's, but crossing the street is a dangerous thing. It's just people don't think of the danger when they're crossing the street, where, you know, com compared to what they might think of, of being on a motorcycle at 110 kilometers per hour as you're traveling between Edmonton and Calgary on the QE2. So having having the ability to um, provide people with a, a sense of, of uh, learning, uh, I think is important because uh, it, it gives us an opportunity to educate not only motorcycle riders on what they should be doing, riding respectably, uh, respectfully and uh, you know all the gear all the time and all of the things that we hashtag and so on and so forth but at the same time it's uh, super important to uh, educate the uh, caged drivers as Reaper was referring to so it, it's a process for everybody and if we all do it respectfully then we can share the road safely and hopefully be zero count with uh, motorcycle fatalities wouldn't that be nice? Now, okay, we'll get off that fun stuff and go to go to a different topic. Both of you, as riders, have also become quite involved with some charity stuff. And where you guys help us and promote us, let me now give you an opportunity to talk about the fun stuff that you get to get involved with. And Reaper, down in Calgary, you guys have the CJ Ride for Kids. I'm not as familiar with that one. Do you want to talk about that, what it's about? And I know COVID's a challenge, but what it would normally look like. It was, uh, uh, it's always been in the back of my mind. We had tried to do one years and years ago, and it literally rained on our parade. And I wasn't part of the organizing. I wasn't a rider back then. Um, but it wasn't well attended. You know, there's maybe like six or seven people that came out and it was pretty blustery day. Uh, so I brought the idea back up, uh, with my bosses and, uh, then you have to go through the hoops of the media company. And it's like, you're trying to explain, uh, to whatever company that is. Okay. We want to have a motorcycle rally. Oh, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> right. So their question is, so you want to get a bunch of people on motorbikes and take them around Southern Alberta and go from bar to bar to bar and uh, stop. And you're, you're giving away things or entering raffles. And they were, they had big concerns about that. And I said, we tell people to go in their car and drive to a bar every concert. Every time we do that, we're telling people to go to a bar. And I explained to them, the riders don't drink. This is just a destination spot, lunch spot, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it was just, a, it started out very, uh, uh, very low key and it quickly became a uh, success. I think it would have been 
our fifth ride last year, which was canceled. And it looks like this one's going to be canceled as well. Um, but it's such a great opportunity and people are so thankful. We have a, a school of rock uh, kid band that comes out and plays and they blow everybody away and everybody's just happy. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a great way to uh, reach out and, um, uh, connect with a bunch of people over those motorbikes and everybody's so happy to be involved. So, and raise a lot of money for the kids fund too. Let's be, that's the whole precipice, right? So. And what does the kids fund support? Uh, CJ 92 uh, kids fund. It supports uh, just kids and uh, families that need uh, a hand up. If uh, they, somebody has stolen a bike, we'll replace that. If, uh somebody needs help with their rent we can help that out so it has raised uh a lot of money over the years it's been there and this is just another way to keep topping up that uh kids fund so we can uh, pass that money out in the community and one other thing that i know that you've been involved with here and there is emceeing at the infamous two-wheel sunday in uh in calgary which unfortunately we just you know has been canceled again for 2021 right. um will we see your face back at that event again uh, i might go back to it yeah you know what uh there are uh, um, and maybe terry can speak to this as well um People, when you're, uh, I guess, when you're a part of the media and you ride a bike, they are going to assume that you know every little in and out about a motorcycle. And if you're talking about, you know, old pan heads and, and you know, ultra glides and all these different kinds of bikes, I just get on my bike, I make sure it's safe, tire pressure, all that, and then I ride. I don't care what you ride, what year it is. And, and quite frankly, there's so many more knowledgeable people than there is me about motorbikes uh so yeah I, I do it again we have fun there every year for sure yeah it's a great event it's one that i'd like to see you move up to edmonton uh, terry now let's go over to you you have uh in my recollection you have done charity bike nights out of blackjacks for a while you helped with emily's ride uh close to the start of that one the one that I do want you to talk about, which I think is the one that is probably closest to your heart, is the Kids with Cancer ride. Help me promote that one for you and what that one's all about. Yeah, we well, through K97, we also did the, uh, the K97 music therapy ride uh, for the Stollery Children's Hospital music uh, therapy program as well. Did that for a number of years. Ended up calling it the ride for calligraphy. Nice. Make any sense whatsoever but so many people are suffering suffering from calligraphy it's very sad really uh no the the kids with cancer right it's the rubbing up with the uh, kids with cancer um i actually fibbed my way into it um the first year that i did it i said that i had more experience than i did so that i could be a part of it and uh i ended up becoming quite good friends with Val from the Kids with Cancer Society. And then we, we kind of stole it away from another radio station that was, that was uh, doing it at that time. And uh, Gord Steinke from Global was sort of the host of it. And then they kind of morphed over toward me and I've been, I've been doing it ever since. And it's, uh, it's been difficult with COVID last year. We didn't do it. We just did sort of a, a local thing where uh, riders could, 
you know, get some, they could register and get some pledges going and try and raise money for kids with cancer that way. Because I mean, it's, it's raised over $2 million uh, over the 14 years that it's been doing it. And um, it's been incredible to be a part of it, but with COVID, it's been a challenge. So now we're, uh, and again, this year on uh, June 27th, we're doing it. Uh, you can go to kidswithcancer.ca to find out more about it. It's uh, a one day sort of thing, regional thing, just riding around rather than having a group of a uh, hundred bikes going from Edmonton through Red Deer, Calgary, and then out to BC to traipse around BC for four days uh, with the family of, you know, the, the child with cancer, who is always the person I end up riding for. And with the kids with cancer foundation and with that ride, the revving up for kids with cancer, it's, uh, it's, Really, I, I mean, I've done a lot of charity rides, and I'm sure Reaper's done the same sort of thing. But I don't know if there's ever been an opportunity for me to uh, achieve the friendship that I have, not only with the participants, the riders who are part of this, but also the family of the child who has cancer and who is recovering from cancer. And I've seen these kids from the age of uh, three, four, five, six years old, and, and now they're graduating from high school and. I mean, it's been remarkable. I'm still friends with the families that I've ridden for. Uh, my, uh, I mean, my daughter and son are friends with the family. I mean, it's it's been a remarkable relationship, something that I wouldn't trade for a million years. And it's so much more rewarding than standing around talking about motorcycle engines. I mean, I get it. There's a place for that, but. But I kind I kind of agree with Reaper. If if somebody starts talking about a pan head or a knucklehead or whatever, I just uh, okay knucklehead. I'm getting on my bike and I'm going to ride. So. <laughs> love it, love it. And you two have both done so much for the community in both of your respective cities over the years. And um, not that I speak for everybody out there, but know that it is uh, very welcomed and thankful that you guys are there using your platforms for, for good things. One last question for each of you. I'll start with Terry this time. Your biggest tip for riders out there. Um, biggest tip for riders. For me, honestly, a motorcycle, like go away just go away. It, it, you know, like I, we hear so much about people uh, complaining about motorcycles, the noise levels and whatnot inside the city and on White Avenue and in Edmonton. I don't know if it's the same sort of thing in residential areas and that sort of thing down in Calgary uh, Reaper or if people are just out on the Shaganappy and just giving her snooze or what the deal is. But for me, the biggest tip, a, mo a motorcycle gives you an opportunity to just go away at the end of your driveway, you have a decision to make, right or left. And then you have the opportunity to go away. You can go as far as you want. You can explore as much as you want. But if you just go away, then there are so many opportunities out there. Love it. Reaper, what do you think? Uh, I like the, uh, I like Terry's, uh, I like the cut of his jib. I like that, uh, just get on your bike and turn left. And I've done that. I've gone to go get a breakfast sandwich, figuring I'll just, well, I'm just going to go get a coffee and a sandwich and go home. And then I find myself in the middle of the mountains, like three hours away. And you're just going, well, I just couldn't stop. You just, it's just such a nice day and everything was perfect and need to do that. Um, I guess my biggest uh, thing would be just honestly know your limits. 
Um, if you're that guy and you're riding with maybe three more experienced riders or three more, a little bit more rangy riders that uh, like to go a little bit fast in the corners and you don't feel comfortable doing it, I'm old enough to know. Peer pressure is not going to get to me. I will sandbag anybody. If I'm not feeling safe in a corner or uh, because rider fatigue gets to you, um, uh, it could be maybe a little bit of rain conditions or whatever it is, or it could be for no reason at all. It's not a race. It no. never has been a race. So I I will literally sandbag people. And we have uh, uh, we're all interconnected with our, our helmet audio gear. And it's like, where's Reaper? Where did he go? And they can hear the mics crackle out. And for one moment, you go, oh, man, I should really hammer it and catch up with these guys, get back in communication. And then you realize you're literally 32 seconds behind them. They're out of sight. They're out of your ears. And they're just right there. It's not just you don't have to be first on a bike. Last is good, too. In fact, I prefer last because it's safer for me and everybody around me. Right. So if I if I'm uh, I don't know if I'm. Um, yeah, if you're just feeling that you need to be riding in a group and a tight formation all the time, you really don't have to. Right. Yeah. You, you just take your time and be safe and you'll have a much better time than you will skidding down a highway and uh, wrecking yourself and your bike and your luggage is everywhere and all that. So, yeah, just take it easy. Take it Absolutely. easy. Know your limits. Yeah. Yeah. Ride for you. If the people you're riding with don't understand that, they're not the right people for you to be riding with in the first yeah. place. Your friends should just let you be at your pace. But, okay, guys, I... I'm so grateful that you both have taken some time out of your busy lives um, to record this with me and be on the show. Terry at K97 and Reaper down at CJ in Calgary, CJ92. I want to thank you again for your time, your tips, your information, as well as giving you the opportunity to promote what you love to do with your riding career. To make sure that you don't miss any of our upcoming podcasts or listen to previous ones, make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast ear candy from. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or guess you would think would be great for the show, let us know. How? Well, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you'll also get more information on motorcycle safety and awareness, or reach out through the website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. See you guys out on the road. 